Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No. <laughs> Looking for a carrier. He's friends with Emery Chan. Will lead us to the title. A goalkeeping Superman. What a tune! What a tune! <laughs> This is the end, my only friend, the end of our elaborate plans, the end of everything that stands, the end, no safety or surprise, the end, I'll never look into your This is the end, or is it? It's the day trippers. Right so, right so, right so, right so, right so, right so. We finally got to the end of the season, um, and a long season it's been. A season of up and down, roller coasters, changes, um, revelations, the battered expectations, the nearly season, two cup finals, two losses, six points off fourth, 
had you probably asked any of us around the table before the season started would we have taken six points off fourth come the end of the season once we looked like we were challenging the, the argument probably would have been yes but given the season that was in it ah bollocks Anyway, um, tonight on the one, on the, the season wrap-up pod, um, we've got Dave Thomas, Stephen Daly and Andy Young in uh, to wrap up our thoughts on the season past um, and mainly to put, lay out our hopes for the season ahead um, and to give you guys an idea of what we are doing over the next couple of months or so. Um, as you know, we were thinking of wrapping the whole thing up, but we are going to keep going. So that's the first thing we'll put to bed this evening. So anyway, look, uh, let's get on with this evening as we delve into a season of missed opportunities. Okay. Right, lads. So uh, the season's over. Um, thank fuck. Thank fuck, as, as most people feel at this stage. So uh, this is the, to wrap up the thing. So we just hope we just do a run through where we think we are and what we think happened and um, whatever we could think about because can't be arsed writing agendas. So Dave Thomas, the man who is beloved by most of the people who listen to the Trippers podcast. <laughs> What, what, what is your... He really did. Or Hendrick. Or Hendrick. What was your general take on the season? And, and uh, let's be honest, what was your standout moment? Uh, Don't go for something obvious. Well, if it's my standout moment, it's something obvious, isn't it? You twat. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, pick something standout, but obscure. Yeah, yeah. No, pick a standout moment that's not actually a standout moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something just, just be funny yeah, or clever. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but just the actual standout moment is Lovren's goal, obviously, in the Dortmund game. Um, Did you jump up and scream vindication? Vindication? Yeah. <laughs> I jumped right back on the Lovren bus that I have been on for two years. No, I mean... That was that was probably the best, uh, the you know the best moment of the season. Um, I think Klopp's first game was a highlight. You know, I think that he united the fan base. You'll see now; mm. nobody argues anymore. Yep. we all love each other. Yep. You know, transfers are going to be amazing because yep. we got Klopp, and <laughs> we're definitely going to get in the Champions League this season. Oh wait, no, we're not. We're uh, we didn't. We came eighth. Um, so yeah, I don't have any obscure favorite moments. Joe Allen's hair. Was mm. was up there, you mm. know, the Joe Allen Renaissance. Sacco cheating, for mm. which he should be fired. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Andy, how do you feel after the season that's gone? We were just saying, like we're doing our end of the season. That's what pre- we're doing. Pre- yeah. pre- preview, like it's we got some mileage out of the season. We could have been doing the end of season review in January had mm. we kept Rogers because we would have been out of everything. Mm. So at least. Our season only like finished last week. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was good. It's good that we had a bit of hope, and look, I think we're going to have plenty of hope for the, for next season. Whereas, had we still had Rogers and we're still going along, it'd been it'd been a shit ball. So I think overall, standout moments is just basically bringing in Klopp and giving us their fucking hope mm. for next season. Mm. Yeah. Um, whether it's going to work out like everyone imagines, like you know, naming all these targets that are just kind of imagine a little bit, yeah a little bit you know I think people are a little bit too hopeful when they're like just talking about Galtzi as if it was a mm. an absolute mm. I mean Liverpool haven't attracted a target like that in a very very long time like that's the type of player that can, can go to any club mm-hmm. he could end up in Barca he could end up in Real you know something like that so um, let's just see how it goes now and hopefully there's very little moments like or very little moaning like you know even if we do bring in the likes of Navi Drinkwater <laughs> <laughs> we won't bring in long I don't think but you know there is what I want there, there is going to be kind of committee signings that Klopp isn't going to be too 
I suppose. Well, hang forward with that because I, I do want to deal with the season that just went past for some. We will get on to that as, as, as the second part of this. But Steve, what, what, what was your take on the season? <coughs> um, my take on the season is I was only having this conversation in a WhatsApp group that Andy's in as well, and a few Man United fans were giving a bit of stick, saying, "Yeah, you must be delighted you finished eighth. You know, what I mean, you've finished, you've failed in two cup finals." But I am, you know, in the sense that I'm delighted where we are right now. Where we are right now compared to where we were on the first day of the season, I think we're in a much better place. Mm-hmm. We have a, an excellent manager. Like, there's Man United about to appoint Mourinho, you know, and mm-hmm. it's nearly they have to appoint him out of necessity because yeah. they can't get anybody else. Mm-hmm. And we've got, for me, the best manager we could possibly have at the club now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a group of players who have <laughs> ultimately adapted to his way of doing things. Um, some of them haven't, um, but the majority have. And he now has got six months, seven months to see who he wants to keep around mm. and who over the next, let's be realistic, three transfer windows, he's going to shift. He's not going to be silly enough to fuck everybody out and start off with three players, I don't think. Mm. So I think we'll see between now, maybe one or two tweaks in December and then another run next, next summer. I think he'll really be in a great position. And for me, as I said all along, um, not qualifying for Europa, I think, could be a, a blessing for us. In 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 minimal because what it does is everybody's talking about oh what we do about the kids well if the kids are good enough they'll make it if they're not then they'll move on and that's life whether we've co- whether we've Europa League or not um, so for me I think it allows us to have a smaller squad next season and um, means he has less tinkering to do with it and and therefore we have a great chance to top four. Mm. I look at when I opened the pot, <clears throat> I, I said for me it's been a season of missed opportunities when when you when you boil back it we finished eight we were six points off top four. We got to the Europa League final. We were in the lead at half time. We went and ultimately lost the mm-hmm. game, missed out on Champions League again. We got to the League Cup final. We didn't win. We lost it on penalties. We've been so close to achieving something over the course of the season, despite everything that was going on, but we just never seemed to get across the line in the end. Um, and hopefully we don't look back at it and say, Jesus, that, that would have been... A, the year to do it. That would have been the year to do it because it would have put Klopp in a much more stronger position when he was going into the transfer market. And he would have been able to build a squad as opposed to trying to get through and get into the Champions League when you've got such an influx of really good managers coming back into the league again. But you've got to remember, you know, his history, he's never been in a position to be dominant in the transfer market. It's never no. how he's worked, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even the guts are saying, and I think the thing that's surprising about it is he's going for someone who's so recognised. High profile, you yeah. Know? yeah. Um, you know, you think of the, his successes at Dortmund, they're all people that he brought in that nobody really knew about. and transformed them all brought them through the academy like Royce Engels actually um, so I'm not too worried about the transfer situation of it I mean I think the the flip side of it is there's two elements it's what we do and then what everyone else does right and the, the reality is that United will go again under Mourinho and spend a lot of money but probably spend it badly Wenger's Wenger right he's going to do yeah. I mean although he's made a great sign in already in midfield um Chelsea are going to be they can't do a lot because of financial fair play who did he sign in midfield uh, Granite Jagger from oh was that confirmed Gladbach. well oh yeah. okay okay it's, a, it's, it's about to be it's yeah sorry be. sorry I thought it was yeah okay yeah. I was thinking did, he, did they sign someone else on the slide <laughs> sorry go ahead Dave. so I mean Spurs will be Spurs right mm-hmm. you know which we'll, we'll have an opportunity to laugh at Spurs right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah good okay and uh, we will until we find, finish four points behind them again next season yeah <laughs> and City actually you know if you look at I saw uh, uh, I think Dan Roberts sent an email around uh, mm. about City saying that if you look at all of their the players that played the most minutes this 
year. I think they're all over 30 mm. or over 20, 29, whatever. So yeah, they're, yeah. they're a very old squad, City. And again, you know, they're going to have to go again. So that's a lot of disruption. So, you know... It, it is considering the way Guardiola likes his teams to play. And it's yeah. going to be a lot... You know, I think it's going to be a sea change for a lot of yeah, those players. Exactly. In the same way it was for ours. But the benefit mm. is we have now had seven months exactly. of this. I think because that amount of transition at Chelsea, United, City... You know that's a that's a big chance. Oh, our biggest season in recent years was the was the league title run, mm-hmm. and in the league was a lot of clubs that just changed manager. Exactly, yeah. and it's the same as the same as repeating itself. Like you know, United have a new manager, mm-hmm. Chelsea, City, and um, now they're all great managers. Obviously, so one of them is bound to have a decent season, which just takes a little bit of pressure off that. Klopp knows the the team and he's only going to bring in targets that he knows are going to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. So you'd like to think that we have a little bit of an edge. Mm-hmm. For at least four or six months, anyway, till yeah. other clubs are kind of getting to understand what the what the team want from because, you know, even even the best of managers can take can take time. You know, like I, I can't imagine Manchester United win the league next year. No, but I, I, I can't I, imagine. At the same time, at the same time, I think what something that Steve said it depends on how quickly Guardiola can get his team to adapt to the way he wants to play. Like if you look at Guardiola, when he's obviously he <coughs> took over a Barcelona team that had been dominant anyway mm. in, in in Spain, right? Yeah. And then he went to a Bayern Munich team that had just won the treble in yeah, terms of Champions yeah. League, the, the league and, and the yeah. cup. He's going to a team now that does need a complete rejuvenation. Yeah. So it's the first time he's gone in to do a complete Unlike rebuild. Spain and Germany, there's there's not like the, there's plenty of teams to touch yeah. City. Yeah. Plenty of teams. Plus he's coming in at a time and I know all the managers are in this situation, but yet again, Klopp has the advantage of not meeting his players for the first time. Mm. The Euros are going to really eat into mm-hmm. what pre-season teams yeah. have. They don't have you know, near enough City have to City have to qualify for the Champions mm-hmm. League. You know they're not going to have a huge amount of time to work. And yet again, that's where I'm coming down to us not having the Europa next season. Klopp gets weeks to prepare his team for a Saturday game. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have to worry about Sunday games kicking off at fucking twelve o'clock, one o'clock, whatever mm-hmm. time. I think that's as much as we would like and, and, and I've said this all along I, I do want us to be in the Europa if we can't be in the Champions League in the long term but for next season I just think it suits to, to not be okay. There's an argument for about it's, it's a bit it's, um, it's a bit like your man Paul Tompkins <laughs> like no matter which if you're in the Champions League you'd be harping on about it if you're in the Europa you'd be harping on if you're in you're not in there's, there's ways of looking at it yeah. I mean it worked it worked hugely to our advantage in um Toward in forward in, yeah, not being in. So yeah. yeah, look, Klopp was going on about all season, and he, him in. We played more games than anybody in the league. Yeah, you know, uh, or anybody in in um, in England. In England, yeah. So, and he was constantly on about well, like, well, I'm playing a game in two more days. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, so he's no he excuse now, and I don't think he's a man for making excuses. I think no. he's very upfront about yeah, taking yeah. blame and everything else. So now he has all the time he needs between games. To, to get up the to way get. He wants. Okay, I, oh, there oh. is lots of young, like you're talking about. People are worried about the young fellas not getting a chance. Look, that'll look after itself. We're going to have injuries. Yeah. We're going to have players who'll come in and play a cup, one cup game, do well, or an FA Cup earlier on game. And you'd say, and he's shown he deserves. That he will give them a run. The yeah, only way, yeah. like I don't give a shit about any of them young fellas if they're not good enough. Why, Just yeah. like by by giving Ojo or Oib a million chances, it's not going to make them. Better. better. If that player is good enough, he's got, he's not going to leave Liverpool 
and and be a superstar at Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Well, look at Rossiter. Just went to Rangers. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, there's, 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 there was a time in the last yeah. few years where people talking about him as a future Liverpool captain. Yeah, yeah. I, I want, I want, there's Sinclair gone to. Yeah. I, want, to I want to cover a couple of things, right? So, first of all, lads, um, best and worst goalkeeper, Stevo, for the season. Um, <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Kills me to say, best goalkeeper has to be Simon Mignolet. Uh, as much as we haven't seen enough award, and it's not like he came in and absolutely did everything perfect. Do you mean just at Liverpool? Yeah, the best goalkeeper and the worst goalkeeper at Liverpool. Yeah. And <laughs> the, wor- the worst, the worst goalkeeper could also be Simon Mignolet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? We we as, as somebody pointed out the other day. We had Mignolet and we managed to sign the worst keeper in England in, in Bogdan to, <laughs> to back him up, you know, therefore making Mignolet undroppable. Yeah. You know, we have the worst number one goalkeeper <laughs> in the league. Yeah. And, and he the, still can't be dropped because yeah. the number two is worse. It's the worst number two <laughs> yeah. goalkeeper. I, I, remember, I remember when we signed him and Brennan was, was going like, what the fuck are we doing? And I was like, he said, like, I just can't deal with this. People going, oh, you can't be worse than Brad Jones. Yeah. Yes, yes, he can. <laughs> he can be very worse than Brad Jones. Andy, would, you, would that be the same for you? Yeah. Best and worst? Yeah. <laughs> it's a fairly it's not a real self-explanatory question. one, isn't it? Are you going to do this about right back now? No, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go home. If you, yeah. <laughs> we'll head off right now. We're going to pull my son. We're going to have a little game of keep you. You just have this little chat with yourself. <laughs> well, can, can, you think of a, can you think of a player, like, in fairness, Bogdan, can you think of a player who actually had worse games in his whole time that he's going to be in at the club? That oh, Exeter game, wow. that Exeter game has to be right up there with one of the worst games I've ever seen from. Like a it's, it's, I think his first shot was uh, one that went under his body at the near post. I'm trying to think of someone that stunk. The I mean, he out. saved the penalties against who were we playing in the cup. Who knows? No, I, I was going to say I, I can't, I'm trying to think of a player that ever had a single redeeming game. But to be fair to Bog, that he did have a, that redeeming game. But apart from that. Every shot went through his hands. <laughs> I mean, and he let a corner go in <laughs> straight from a corner. I think that he went for it. it. Wasn't like it was just I like caught him unaware. It's like he went for it and completely yeah. missed it. I mean, I think it's interesting. The Klopp has given every single player in that squad a second chance, except Bogdan. <laughs> except him. <laughs> oh. So Bogdan definitely a highlight of the season. Um, right onto the defense. Who was our best defender and our worst defender? Lover. I think Lovren has to yeah. be our best defender. Like when you look at the whole season, no, like no, not for me. Either. There was a time when when Sacco came back from injury and he was he was horrendous, you mm. know. And it's it's kind of between uh, Sacco. Okay, sorry, we're talking about fullbacks as well. Yeah, no, yeah, so Klein was solid. Klein was solid. But uh, you know, Klein hardly put a foot wrong in the middle when you're talking about played. Sacco and you're talking about Skirtle, talking about Torre um, and Lovren, you know. But in the middle. Has to be loving him, and then Klein was probably our player of the season. If you're talking about consistency and over the course of the whole season, never let us down. Really, I thought Loverin was better than Klein. Did you? I thought his highs were higher than Klein's. Okay, he had an odd, very dodgy game, but I, I actually think Klein had a few dodgy games as well. I thought Loverin was immense. I can't think of many Klein dodgy games. I can remember one game. Sorry, when I say I can remember the game, I can remember on one occasion thinking he was beaten in a very Glenn Johnson way mm. at our at back post, post yeah. at the far post. Which was uncharacteristic. Very yeah. uncharacteristic. And that's my point. So I saw that once this season. <clears throat> and you can forgive a full that happening to a fullback over 40 or 45 games or 50 games, whatever he actually played over the course of the season. That happened to him once. Other than that, 
never once was I worried about, no matter who was playing on the left-hand side for the opposition, never once was I saying to myself, I'm worried about these here. I just felt... Was it that kind of West Ham, wasn't he taking a pot at West Ham and Palace... Um, I thought he had a couple of like every time he went up against a, like a big strong winger like Balassi took him on I think Saha I think at West Ham that Antonio guy was very good um, well Antonio to be fair scored that goal but it was right after he should have we should have had a penalty yeah. I think everybody yeah. was thrown by that look I'm, so. not, I'm not knocking Klein yeah. we're talking about season. a yeah, we're talking about margins, a very yeah. like across the season to, to a point a very disorganised defence Yeah. so when you get that much exposure yeah. in a game in 90 minutes Klein is bound to have a moment or two, yeah. especially when he has to look around. And yeah. I suppose Lovren wasn't great under Rogers for the first. Yeah, for me as a constant, for me as a constant, Klein. Klein yeah, performed under Rogers, and he yeah. performed under Klopp. There's not too yeah. many players he's, who could have done both. He's Steve Finnan. Lovren's most you know, yeah, so yeah. worst, worst defender. Worst defender. Skirtle it has to be. Yeah. You know how can he didn't have a, he didn't like have a he, single good. Game. He probably did, but you know what? He probably was his did. Have a this, was his highlight his introduction at the Southampton game? Oh, it has to be right Jesus up there. It's one of the worst things he's ever done, isn't it? I mean, to be responsible for such a capitulation is fucking. Capitulation? He was responsible for canopulation and the capitulation. I mean, it's like. I mean, everyone always talks about, you know, that movie Space Jam when the mm. aliens lose all their powers. No, they no, don't. when the NBA players <laughs> lose all their powers. Like, Most like, people don't talk about that, actually. Most <laughs> people talk about that. Who do you talk to? <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people talk about yeah. it. No, no, I would say very, very few people talk about that. You're in my Space Jam. I'll add you to Space Jam. Space Jam. We talk about it all the time. Go on, finish your point. Finish your point. So in the classic movie, yeah, finish, finish your Space Jam analogy there, because yeah, everyone talks about that. Go on. The 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 NBA players, like the All Stars, yeah, they the aliens steal their basketball skills, so they yeah. look ridiculous. Like, yeah, you know, so they can't play. So Skirtle looks like someone took all his footballing abilities away. Okay, when he came out of that, I've never seen it. Now I understand Skirtle. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> the penny has when you put it that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you should sure the signs. You <laughs> cultural references. Don't spread that around too much. You might be able to sell them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing you want is Pep Guardiola here and that. <laughs> Before he pays us twenty five million yeah. I actually get like uh, you know I've long banged the thing that scared the shit anyway, right? So like yeah. this has just been. Everyone is finally woke up and reading. Yeah, you were the first to notice it already. Yeah. Oh, was No one else noticed it. Damo was the first. Damo was blood. But I tell you what, he like, knows defenders. Moreno, Moreno has had some shocking games as well. I, well I, I, and I'm not just picking that out from no, the no, final, no, just well, so we're clear I was, on that. I was saying to Dave, I said, if you take Moreno's season as a whole, I know it's, it's, it's popular to fucking lambast him at the moment because of the first goal in the Europa League, even though that was only an equaliser for Seville. But like, if you take that one goal, if you take that. <laughs> I just saw your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a ranger from Jurassic Park. Clever girl. They're very sharp combat section. Tomb Raider there. Larry Croft. Philly Croft. Where's our tits? <laughs> Who wears short shorts? <laughs> oh, sorry. Go on. Go on. Um, take my no, no. No, but like, if you take my pants. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Um, oh. Sorry, Steve. Uh, but like, if you do take it, like seventy-five percent of the season was good. There's twenty-five yeah. percent that's bad. And when you consider his age, 
I just don't think he's fucking. I think he's getting a bit of a bad rep in terms of it. You know what it is? His his um, mistakes are glaring. You know what I mean? Like he he against Newcastle uh, in the final. Like, but but there's been plenty of others, even against United mm. earlier in the season. You know what I mean? It's it's that, and people are saying, "Oh, he's told to bomb on," or he's told. Well, whatever he's told, there has to be an element that says to you, "I am a defender first and foremost," and I don't think that's what the way he thinks. Mm. You know, no, it's um, it's it's the crazy stuff. Like it's the crazy with the reverse tackles when he ended up like. <laughs> Yeah, the wrong the one, side of the one the that, and just rather than running like, that extra I said yeah. it earlier in the year just yeah, run that extra players. yard and make a normal yeah. the only thing I'd say though right is a it year ago sense. we would have been having the same conversation about Lovren exactly the same about the crazy stuff that he does the mental stuff no, yeah, but, do, you, do you know do you know the one thing about Lovren he was playing he, like, he was playing way out of his comfort zone he was getting dragged out wide where he didn't know where he was mm-hmm. he wasn't comfortable and all his mistakes seemed to happen out wide once Lauren is defending where he should be defending and he's comfortable, he does very well. When it everything when the responsibility is taken out of his Elvis hands and he's kinda of just doing it. Especially job. when he's in his natural he's position. That's what I'm saying though, is a year ago, if you'd said to people Lovren will turn it around, cut out all those mistakes, positionally get better. Yeah. Everyone would have sold him right. for. Yeah. I'm, I'm not okay. saying I want Moreno, Moreno's playing Moreno's game. He's like a winger come. He's, a, he's, left a, he's back. a wing back. Okay, kind of. he's getting the freedom that mm. is supposed to, you know, Jordi make Alba his game flourish. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Now, the only thing, like he'd probably be always like that, or he might, you know, he might mature and be a bit more steady. You just hope that Liverpool's defence improves or their, their ability to hold on to the ball, yeah. that he doesn't have that exposure constantly yeah. in games. I just think it's crazy. Like, I'm really on the fence about Moreno at this stage. Like, I really like him and I want, I'd like him to really do well because I think when he's having good games, he has good games. But you can't have such a liability. I just, to get nutmeg yeah. so many times in one game as well, like it just seemed like he was... But I just, the other thing I'd say just across the season is the majority of the time... Moreno has Coutinho in front of him and he is not as good as Lalana or Firmino on the other side in terms of tracking back and making tackles and doing he Cover. does it he does it I'm not saying he doesn't he's lazy or anything like that but he just isn't as good so mm. I think he does get exposed a little bit more than Klein gets exposed yeah it's exposed. probably not a, like I'm, I'm he's I'm definitely set. not as good of a player as Klein though. he's not good as a defender as Klein you can no, see he's it not, he's better Klein is he's not better going forward at all he is better going forward what, what, what's better than I think because he's. how many how many assists has he got this season he made, he made Moreno he made 27 XG yeah, I couldn't give a shit about these little X's and wanky graphs and stuff. What am I my point is, no, no, no. Well, we lost Dan Roberts, but my point is, you know, he. You say he's better going forward, but I don't know how much more he actually adds no. to the to the attacking. Klein gives the team. you, Klein gives you more. Okay, maybe he doesn't get as many balls into the box. Maybe he doesn't have as many shots and target himself. But Klein gives you that extra body on the uh, like going forward. He's an outlet. He's. I just want to throw in I an think, honorable I mention it, for Colo Torre. Yeah, yeah. Torre did well. Torre and, did well and yeah. Sorry, I'm not saying Moreno should be got rid of at all. You know what I mean? No, no, I'm no, just no, saying no, that Moreno, I, think, I think we need to take into account there was some horrific moments mm-hmm. as well as yeah. some very decent things. No, I just think right. an awful lot of people jump straight on and say, Moreno's the worst. I know, it'd decision. be stupid. Yes. It'd be absolutely stupid. And it's just typical of the, the Twitter fan base. It, it, it's just so gone. reactive. Like, yeah. for fuck's sake, 
you know, it doesn't always work for, for players like that. Give the fella well, the best bit like Twitter's already anointed your man Chilwell, who's played like 11 minutes of yeah. Premier Football. They've decided no. he's better than Moreno. He's Moreno. If you look at that's all that's stupid. Well, if, 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 if Twitter no determined who we bought this, all, we would have fucking sold everyone, including Firmino, Sturridge, Coutinho, everyone. We would have sold everyone. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, honorable mention for Colo Torre. It has to get one. The AG is, he's come in, he's had a few dodgy moments as well, but that's because we've had a shaky defence. But mm. my God, he's come in and done some. some Great stuff for, mm. for the Right, midfield ages. boys, let's go again. Best and worst. Are we it's, including the 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 boys behind the top? Like are we including the attacking midfielders in this? Or yeah. just it's just your likes, your Hendersons, your Chans, your just, Lucas just Allen. The pure midfielders. Right, so okay. Has to be Lucas yeah. and Chan, doesn't it really? Uh, it's Chan, yeah, it's Chan. You know I mean? it's Hands Lucas down, Lucas had it. Lucas had horrific games. Uh, Alan didn't play enough football, although he came good. Henderson was out for most of the season. Didn't play well when he was in. So and Chan, Chan grew what in about Milner? Now? We cl- classing Milner as a yeah. centre mid, yeah, yeah, but still, no. but still, I think Milner's had his best games a bit further forward. Yeah, me too. But so, yeah. then again, he oh, did. Milner, he did. Milner's in a category on his own. We get to him at the end. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, although when he did play a little bit further forward, he gave great digouts yeah. in the middle of the park. Got you know, we he, mm-hmm. he got his fucking hands dirty. Keep, keep, keep the Milner thoughts. We're coming back, and to him. he is. He has been a good sign. Sorry. Coming back to him, Andy, we're going to come back to Milner. Yeah, I agree. Emery, um, Emery Jean was the best centre midfielder. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. By, by a country mile. And we should be building because a he midfield grew, around him. Because I, he grew into it. I think we are. I think he's the nailed on we're either We're either building it around him or he's definitely a fixture and and Klopp has somebody in mind that he's going to, to build. Yeah, yeah that, that he will build the Chan alongside. Yeah. You know, but I think, yeah, I think. Okay. And I, th- I, still think, I still think Klopp views Henderson, if he can get him back fit, as the natural partner for Chan. <laughs> See, I don't. No, I think he's one of maybe two or three. He's really, I think Henderson's an ultimate. He's really in the balance now. Yeah, I think so. Is Henderson? Yeah. Yeah. I, I say one, but I think he's only in the balance because of the season he's had. Yeah, well, but I'm saying that's, and that's down to his injury. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't think he's the one season he's played for the manager making the decision. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't yeah. hard, He's probably played what 15 games. Well, he was a great last season. He, I look. There's something about Henderson. I don't know if he's if he's permanently injured now. Or we what? won't know. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so then the, on to the next three, or the next three positions. So assuming that we play one up front, we'll just ignore the, the, the Rogers part of the season, but I, well, he more or less played one up front or whatever the fuck. Our attacking midfielders. Our attacking midfielders, yeah. So who's best and worst there for you? Like for me, it, it, it divides into two parts of the season. I think since Christmas, for me, you know, he's been the standout player as the attacking midfielder between the goals and assists that he came up with. Probably up until his last injury. I don't think he's been as good since he came back from his last injury in terms of what he what his performance was. But overall, he was the best attacking midfielder. Yeah. Before Christmas, I thought Rod shite, but anyway. Between, yeah, like Atenio was just way too hot and cold. And in fact, he wasn't even mm. too hot. Lukewarm. Yeah. You know, I think Lalana probably had a better overall season than Coutinho. Mm. Um, but for me, not just about really. Mm-hmm. Mm, I mean, Coutinho's got 12 goals and Coutinho seemed seemed to come up with goals which was unlike Coutinho in terms of like he didn't have as much involvement but seemed to come up with big goals at various points throughout the I mean, if I'm looking at that side and I'm thinking who's the obvious one to upgrade it is Lalana for me in the starting Mm. 11 But that's always going to be because he doesn't score enough goals There's no getting yeah, there's no getting away from you know, like everybody loves Coutinho like because of his moments Mm. but where was he for a lot of games like, you know 
Yeah, but I suppose it, that I mean that's that's the balance you're trying to get, right? Is you, I mean, you'd love someone with say Lalana's work ethic mm. and consistency with Coutinho's end product. Yeah. But if I had to choose one, I choose the end product. I think for me now somewhere in between. The two, I agree. Isn't he? No, no, no. Yeah, I, like agree, he's, I agree. He's, it was for me. Where no, I think it's the attacking uh, yeah. yeah. Even as even for me bad games, he was. He had a bit of the maleness about him, like he was a little bit involved. He's a weird just, player, though, isn't he? For me, no, like yeah. he can he can do amazing things, yeah. and then he can't pass five yards. I yeah. think he's, I think he's one of these that could potentially just explode next season. In the way yeah. that, that Suarez took like a, the the four season, you could see there was something magical was yeah. going to happen, and you're just waiting for it to happen. All well, the time. Again, I you know I think he's going to be a mainstay. I think he's going to you know again the attack will probably be built around him. Worst attacking midfielder for me it was Oib. I know it's terrible yeah. No it was But it, it was yeah. easily Ibe Given the amount of chances He got yeah. He got tons of chances yeah. And the fella still has No he end was, uh, yeah, he No was, pass he was, No fucking He was Klopp's pet You know For a while I mean I think like Klopp would probably Always have that young player In the squad That he feels Deserves a chance And he feels Might be able to do a bit of damage In fairness to Ibe He did do a bit of damage Here and there But uh, so So one-dimensional Like he's a He's a very very easy player to contain yeah. if he was a regular so he's no future at Liverpool really mm. I mean you know hindsight's a wonderful thing don't get me wrong because I don't think any of us really complained about it too much but knowing what we know now you probably would have sent Ibe on loan and kept Markovic mm. because Markovic probably could have done with the season to bed into the Premier League you know get get used to it whereas him playing in Turkey is not going to prepare him to come back whereas I could have actually done with going to a Watford or for the season something like in that Premier a Premier League team on we can't seem to get these players in the Premier League most no. well you that know? tells you I mean look again go back to Rossiter going to Rangers that'll tell you right that we overhype our young players to such a degree like you know mm. yeah no I, I, I agree on that I think you will see I get a move to a Premier League club next season if mm. that's what we want I don't think there'll be any shortage of Bournemouth or someone like that or a club coming up that will be happy to take him for a season and and have him in their ranks um, he was if you're going to look at the people who played probably 15 plus games mm-hmm. he was the the, the poorest of mm-hmm. the attack you want these players like you want to have a next McManaman or Fowl or Aron yeah. or Gerrard the, the, the player I was most impressed with this season I won't say he played the best but the player I was most impressed with was Lalana mm-hmm. in that position because okay and he's starting from a lower mm. point you know but the last three or four last four months mm. I, I, I'm not overly concerned about his end product and his goals because he's proven in the premiership with Southampton that he does have that you know mm. he does have that ability so who's to say if we're looking at Lovren or we're looking at anybody else who's to say all these players next season this season's you know um, stats and, and, and capabilities don't matter next season because it's a fresh start and I the think, I think Lallana Lallana and Milner are good squad players yeah, nobody's moving Lallana on they're good squad players so you can, there's a lot of talk you can have for, Milner yeah. or Lallana on the bench for majority of games and you know you can I, bring I, them I, on I just think and they'll do a job whereas you're not really you don't really have that with the likes of Oyeb I know he's only very young but the, the mention I give will be over the last few weeks of the season was Ojo I think that he's a kid that looks like he has something about him he, looked, he, looked, he looks a lot more mature and looks to have much better decision making skills than I yeah. was well the thing about it is you always look when, you, when um, a young player breaks in the scene they all a really good player they always make an impact he mm-hmm. made an impact he got a few assists mm-hmm. he scored a lovely goal he plays with his head up mm-hmm. he's um, he's clever in what he does like he's he just well. to me he looks like a player mm-hmm. Whereas 
Ibe just kind of looks like a runner. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he shows the he shows the defender enough ball for the defender to commit, and then he hopes that he gets the <coughs> the uh, the kick, the knock knock away from the defender, yeah, yeah. and then runs the fucking He's ball. A rush footballer. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Aljo gets the ball out, he gets it into into his feet, kind of like Lalana has a look up, has a look around him, and he picks out the right passes most of the time, and. Mm. He made an impact. It's where he's going to get his game next season, yeah. see, because that's the downside of us not being. Like he'd probably be in the cup team. But if Klopp has his pay and he mm. brings him on a lot, especially if yeah. we're winning games or that, he yeah. always names him on the bench. Yeah. Like you know, he that, did, I, he, we, we would have that we Chelsea have match. There. That Chelsea match is an important enough game. Mm-hmm. He's played his full strength side, and he's brought Ojo into that game. And Ojo's gone and made an impact. Not only got the assist for Benteke's goal, but. He nearly scores as well. Yeah. That first yeah. ball that he comes in at that back post, he nearly... Just depends who we add in the summer, I guess, is my point. Of course, because... Well, he'll take Goats' place now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope he... I, I'd like to see him stay, but there does need to be some clearing out. You know, yeah. Ibe needs to go, Benteke needs to go. Um, Lucas, Skirtle. You know, right. these guys yeah. need to go. Last area of the pitch, um, up front. So... Uh, Best of worst. It's actually tricky enough because we didn't have a striker for a long part of, no. part of the season. I don't. I mean, I know we're going to say, and Benteke probably is the worst, but he actually didn't have a terrible season. No, he, he just numbers was numbers he actually, was. Yeah. He just so doesn't sit into. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't fit into our way of play. He well, looks, we're talking about a fella who missed the goal with no goalkeeper. I'm not worried about that. Like you know, he's not Balotelli, and he's far from yeah, what exactly. Balotelli was. That was that was comic fucking. He's made an impact. Look, he has on, not been able to score one on one. He'll go on and he'll do. He'll tear it up for someone else. Like you know, mm. this way we can't get rid of Balotelli. Yeah. Whereas we will get twenty plus million for Benteke yeah, yeah, yeah. if we yeah. want. If we want. If we yeah. want to shift him, I'm not certain that Klopp will shift him. Benteke could have a decent. He's on under forty grand a week apparently. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't. But he could but have Sam a decent. Allardyce, I'd say Sam Allardyce would fucking lick his lips to get his hands on Benteke. Yeah, but I don't. I just don't see Sunderland having that sort of cash to be able to blow. 22, 23 million on him. And I, I think, think you've got No, well, I think every, yeah. team, every team now is. Uh, I think they have everybody that sort of money. Knows everybody I, has that money yeah. now. Yeah, but I don't know if Sunderland have it to pay on one player plus pay his wages as well. Mm. You know, that's that's huge money after we've already. No, I was, I, was just, I, was, I was just saying if, if he was available. That type of player. That he would yeah. be all over. He's and, a, and, and I wouldn't be surprised play, if West to, Brom tried to get him. Yeah, and they would play to his strengths. You know? And he, if they he can would get, score probably 18, 19 goals. If they can get 15 million, 18 million for Berahino, I could see them coming in with You know what I mean? Particularly if they sack Pulis or if Pulis goes. But even with Pulis there, like I think Pulis, he's his type of striker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Best best striker. Huh? This could be a funny one. Best striker. Probably very close. Ir- probably Origi. I know. I'd, I'd, I'd say storage. storage. Like he, you know, whatever it is, he he's still naturally the most gifted striker. And yeah, Origi's come in and had a great, you know, most improved without question. I think if you, if if you look at the two of them, you'd say it, it's even between them. Yes, yeah, Storage came back and, and scored a load of goals and like was like and, and scored his goals brilliantly. But he still doesn't look like the storage of old. No, it, it, there's just something. There's something bothering me about him. Uh, like I'm not on the I'm not bandwagon the... of selling him or anything like that. But uh, I just I'm very concerned for him. Like there was a moment in in that Seville game where he didn't sprint for a ball. Yeah, it was like near that, the end. It was crazy, crazy. Like why wouldn't you if you could? If you could, yeah. So he can't. That's my biggest concern. Yeah, 
Like and that bit of pay, that, that we've been saying it for months. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I think it is true. I but think if, there's if, something. Arigi has impressed me. Like I mean, I went from when, thinking he was absolute dog yeah. shit. Yeah. Like Top I could not game, see. Like going. I was on Twitter and everything. Like a fucking fool. Like I can't see anything about him. And people were saying, "Oh, we haven't seen him in his right position." Fuck off! He's a striker, is he? Oh no, actually, actually plays out wide a little bit better. Once the shackles were off. And he got the confidence. Remember, said Hamden goal, yep. cracker. Yeah, you don't score goals like that if you're shit. Put him. He, he got he a hat trick that night, didn't he? Yeah, one kind of deflection, wasn't it? Matter, yeah. But uh, once he got that bit of confidence, and he was running into them channels, he, he was actually putting defenses on the back foot. Mm-hmm. Storage can do magic things. His goal in the final was great, but you know he could have done it for the rest of that final as well. Mm. You know, and I think Origi. He hassles. He hassles the fans. I'll stand out. I think Sturridge always plays a hell of a lot better when he has a strike partner beside him. You know what? And that's not going to be available. That's, that's the big. We're question. We're talking about how good was Lalana, how good was Firmino, how good was Coutinho. I can't remember the last game where I watched where any of them gave Sturridge a reasonable amount of service that mm. he didn't utilize. So for the, all of us having fucking three number tens behind Sturridge. None of them are producing enough chances in a game. The way Coutinho used to. The way Coutinho used to seek Sturridge out and find those little pockets that he would know he was running into. I, and it's, it's Sturridge, Sturridge mustn't be running into them in the stadium. No, I think, I think the big difference is I think Sturridge always struggles when he's leading the line in his own and is easily marked by two centre-backs, right? So some, some centre-forwards love playing mm, on their on own, own. Yeah. and love to get defenders close to them so that they can bang them off and turn them. Yeah. Whereas Sturridge likes to have that little bit of space to operate in so when he gets the ball in, he can get his head up, see what he's going to do and put fellas under arse. Yeah, like, I, I don't even... So sorry, just a couple of things. I don't know why it's a debate. Sturridge is our top scorer and yeah. he's played 40% uh, No, 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 it's not. And I don't, I, don't, I don't think he has struggled, really. I think he's been immense. I think he's been... Brilliant. And the fact that he can't sprint, I don't really care. Like, at the I moment. have to care, Dave. Why? Because we require someone who can run full out. But he's only been fit for four months after two years of being yeah, We're not talking about, time we're to not talking about an advanced technique here. We're talking about no, 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 fast. It's, take it's a straight line sprint. <laughs> but if you've been injured <laughs> a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Then you start to. You do start to worry about injuries. It's a physiological body. thing. It is totally. But yeah. you know, a season of pre-season and international experience, it starts to build him up. Well, I hope so. Like, listen, I, my point I, is, it hasn't exactly limited his game, has it? No. Well, it has. I think. I think we'd have seen a much better storage had he been a full pelt. But my point is, I don't know. I would have loved to have seen him not go to the Euros and get a full pre-season under his belt and seeing how he was in, in August time. Then. I think he's fine over 5 to 10 yards. I think he doesn't sprint 25 or 30 yards. I but think, I, I think uh, Hodgson might know. give us that trim. No. He's fucking mad. Well, he's going to start Kane and Vardy. So, I mean, he's mm. going to be on the bench. Yeah, Sturridge is going to have so, limited game time. You know, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. He's only going to get three games. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the other one... Um, Okay, with Ings, you can't really mention because he seemed to be getting a bit of form, then he got injured and has missed large part. I suppose we all hold out the hope that looking at the way he plays, he's going to fit into any of those front four positions because he could do a job and I need him for him yeah. and be a bit of a utility player for, for Klopp next season. Right, so the last bit, I said we will come back to him. Milner, right. Your hatred of Milner is completely unreasonable. Hang on a second. No, it is. It is unreasonable. Like he falls down a lot. Don't get me wrong. He when falls you... down a fucking. It's like I just. It's like, ridiculous how much he falls down. It's ridiculous how much he falls down, and he can't play centre midfield. But he, he, going back no, to the points that was made, made earlier, he is incredibly effective at t- doing crosses when he isn't taking a set piece from wide areas. Yeah, when when he's 
a rolling ball on his bad foot, yeah. he is the best person in the league at that. To take the cross. Doing a cross, doing a crosser with his bad foot well, on a rolling I d- ball. I, I, there's, there's a few things, right? First of all... Um, he has a head like a combine harvester as well, which doesn't help his balance. So why is Klopp starting him in every game? Because we've had because he's, options. he's oh. reliable, he's, exactly. he's professional, he's exactly. experienced, he follows his passes, exactly. he does he does an awful lot of good things. Exactly. Okay, he falls over a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he falls you, over you a got lot. To the point, you got to the point where you just hated him before he actually really convinced a lot of people. Yeah, he did the Phil thing. Like, it, to <laughs> he me, did the seeing Mark Mitch run like, for 10 yards yeah. and going, I hate him. He's the worst yeah. Premier League player we've ever bought. He can't bend his knees when he runs. You were going to yeah. give Markovic to Derby, Derby <laughs> for free to get Jordan I back off. Well, give them all back now. Yeah. yeah. Don't care. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I, think, I think James Milner, if he's on 120 or 130 grand, is very easily upgradable. That's the only thing. But I will fuck say. the hundred and twenty grand. Like I mean, he's it. That's what that's what players get nowadays. Yeah, fair enough. But my point is, there's other players that you could give it to that would give us a better return. The, the, for the that. question for Klopp is: Do we need Milner and Hinson? Why? Why? I said, just like just leave well, him alone. I said, <laughs> leave him alone. His money's this, fine. This yeah, but what I'm saying is, we could sell him. <laughs> don't we don't have to him. give him away for free. Just because we got him for free doesn't Despite mean we're the hatred of, of his ability to stand up. Like, just leave him alone. It's not even a thing. Just leave him alone. It's not even a thing. They're all getting mad money. Andy. Anyone Andy. that's earning more than 10 grand a week is getting mad money. Andy. So Andy. you may as well give him a million a week. I think though. Who gives okay. a fuck? That's what it is. When it all adds up, there's a wage bill and it's going out to all the players. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The best thing I could say about Milner was that if you were to line up all our signings for last season, he's in there as a success because of his returns from assists and goals that he scored. Yeah. You can't you can't argue with that. From but that makes him a success, Phil. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that I want to see him on the pitch or that I think he plays particularly well and that he isn't a very good sentiment feeder. But if you say is he a success, he was a success. Yeah, of course he was. He was a free signing. Okay. There's not one position Whatever on happened. the pitch that he would command his place in. No. Every time I say see like a free, I say free signing to anyone. Oh no, you gotta sign on fee. Every free what goes on? Gets what goes on behind closed doors in any free deal is going to like it's going yeah, to be some it, sort it, of it, it's irrelevant. But hang on, financial every, transaction. Players, players, you don't think they sit there and say, uh, "Do you not think Suarez got I'm a signing for a few, Bob? Yeah, I'm already <laughs> just keep, keep in your pocket there. Not, it's not going to happen when Gary Mack came in. He must have got money when like whatever. But doesn't, it's not about it. But Suarez going to Barcelona, mm. he got a signing on fee, even though they paid fucking 65 yeah. or 70 million. Look, Every I'm player all, gets a signing on a fee. Exactly. I don't care about transfer fees. Yeah. I care about are they good enough. And for me, it's like, do I see Milner being in a strongest 11 next season? Probably not. Should he be on the bench? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, that's what right. I think when we signed him, I thought that's what he was going for. Yeah. I thought but, Rogers was going to do more business and we'd see Milner coming in off yeah. the bench or playing, no, playing like, little parts. But Rogers brought him in and made him his assistant captain straight away. Yeah. You knew that Rogers, well, I did, I, Rogers was fucking seeing stars in his eyes when he signed Milner. I managed to persuade this fella to come here. I didn't have to get Stevie G to text him. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this was his approach. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I think Milner, if, I think Milner's expendable. I like don't if, think, if Henderson yeah. isn't going to be a starter. Sure, here, the whole, that whole squad is... I don't think you can have Milner, Henderson and Lallana in the same team. Because no. none of them have too much industry magic. Yeah, exactly. No. Too much industry. Last bit on this uh, wrapping up the season review. Okay, so the point that was made before the start of the season for Liverpool to achieve anything, they always have to overachieve. So if you want to get top four because of wage builds and the way that the facts fall and the whole lot, right? Mm. We're looking at 
the signings that we're making that we're, and we're all saying, yeah, we can see it. This seems to be good, smart business, right? The question I have is, have we seen enough from Klopp since he's come in to say to us that he's the right manager to get teams to get more points than the points that's in them? Can he get them to overachieve? Yeah. Absolutely. I think he's done it. Okay. If we... We, he's done it in pockets consistently since he's been here. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Man City game, the Dortmund game, the Villarreal game, United in the Europa League, Chelsea twice, uh, the Derby. You know, he's consistently put in big performances. We've lost a little bit on consistency. A lot of that's through injuries and the fact that he played 63 games this season. And I think that t- took him by surprise. But we finished six points ahead of the uh, outside of the Champions League space. Are you saying that well, we all can see where those six points could have been got. Don't bring Skirtle on against Southampton, right? That's three points. And then don't drop, uh, don't give away two goal leads against Newcastle and Sunderland and we're in fourth. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. They, like in fairness, that like that I, Champions League place was very obtainable this season. I think we if then, yeah, we're like, all on points this analysis, wise, but, Points but wise, what, what was fourth? What did we have to get to be to cross fourth? I'm saying, like, he asked, have I seen points? enough from Klopp to say that he can this, do this that? Saying, yes. Have we seen enough to say that he has I think, enough in his I think, I think so, I hope so. Enough. Like, there's been plenty of times, and, and you can't say he's... You, there's been times during the season where you could question it. You know what I mean? And, and we can't all sit here and think, oh, he's the Messiah. You know what I mean? Mm. Because... As Neil has pointed out on occasion, and Paul and other people, um, you know, there are times when you've looked at it and said, well, we should be doing better than what we are here. You know what I mean? Now, you look, you take it into account, we went into the Europa and we started playing our second string in the league. You know, we got beaten by Swansea with a second string team. We um, struggled against Watford, even though we we beat them. You know what I mean? They should have had goals and penalties and shit like that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think of the other matches, the Newcastle game. There, there was there was games there whereby we were playing a weak side, and you say to yourself, if we'd gone out to United, um, fuck do you want? Are we recording? Yeah, <laughs> recording. All right. Um, if we'd uh, if we'd what you call it? If we'd um, he's a weird constantly. If we'd gone out at an earlier stage of the Europa, then I think we could have made up those six points. The only thing I'd say, right, is it's a weird season. I mean, for everyone, Leicester have just won the league, so we've got to see is has the landscape changed? So, so what's happened now is it used to be that if you wanted to finish in the top four, you'd say, okay, we should comfortably beat the bottom fifteen teams in this league, home and away, right? That quality of those teams, particularly, say, down to 10, 11, 12 in the league, it's gone up significantly. Mm. Like, Stoke's not an easy game. Southampton's oh. not an easy game. Especially on a wet, windy West Ham. Wednesday, it's not even that anymore. Like, they've quality players yeah. there. These no, are, so what you find is that the points totals, you know, we should have still been higher. I'm not arguing with that. But I just think it was a mad season. I don't know what Everybody took points like. off everybody. Look yeah. at Spurs, right? Spurs, everyone's saying the Pochettino had this great season. They finished 12 points behind the leaders. That's not a title challenge. No. Mm. And in third place. Like, take you know? a team like Crystal I, Palace there. Like, for about 14 games, they couldn't win a yeah. game. Mm. But on a side there, they were dangerous bastards yeah, to play exactly. against. And they're full of quality. Like, like fucking Watford. Yeah. We, yeah. we played Watford when they were really at their pinnacle. Yeah. I mean, they never won. You've got uh, Danny and Igalo. Uh, yeah. Igalo scoring loads of goals. Loads of goals. So I just think it's like they, We're talking about outpo yeah. here from Lallana, Firmino, Coutinho. Like, these okay. players were yeah. scoring and assisting so many goals. We are used to two or three 
three teams beat then everyone. Yeah, yeah. And that's just not going to happen. Okay, my only my only fear, and the reason why I asked the question, the only fear I have, and around this is when I think, have I seen enough in the players he has to say that he can make these players overachieve? When I think of the successes that he's had. It's really about getting those players back to the levels they were at when we signed them. So the example of Lovren, for, let's say, right? Yeah, and Lalana. And Lalana. They are back to the levels they were playing at when they were at Southampton. Emery Chan. Emery Chan. The way when he brought came, them on. Yeah, this this one I'm saying. What yeah. I'm waiting to see now is how many of those players can he now take on well, again? Well, Origi has kicked on. You know, he's he was in the worst team in France when yeah. we. I know, uh, but if, if you him. but then if you look Colo at Colo Torre, what I you know what my concern. The only concern, I, I don't think he has any problem. His man management is is spot on. It's absolute. There's no better out there. Like mm. he's brilliant. The way he can motivate a player and make a player feel brilliant, and the connection he has now with the players, the fans, and everything else. Everyone's united. Um, I think we know he's can he can bring in good players and make them even better players, like for cheap, which is what we kind of need to be doing. Like we're not going to be competing once there's a player out there that's like everybody wants. We're not going to get him. Because you won't be able to afford their wages, so I'm not concerned about all them things or making players out or outperform or overperform. All I'm concerned about is is defensively. Like he had six eight months to address serious problems at the back, you know. And lo and behold, we did look frail at times. And I don't know what even when Klopp gets to his peak at Liverpool, are we going to look like a really good defensive unit? Because so far in order to kind of plug gaps like he brought in that cunt for free Calgar you know and loan like these were the solutions you know we didn't address Mingle immediately you know looking at the looking at the defence he didn't really say this is all gone wrong I need to do something I need to act I think he had if there were the do six think, points do you not think though him putting Lover and Sack or Marino and Klein our defence was a hell of a lot better and then he was unlucky with Injuries and then Sacco getting banned because, but when I, you look, when you I look don't at think we concede the, some of the goals we've conceded if we'd had a stable back four. Yeah, but if you just look at if you, I know, look, I get it, we were better, but if you sound him out, he's he's gave Meg that new contract, so in his head he thinks Meg is fine. He's okay. He's you know he's worried. Well, he clearly doesn't. He's brought in. Well, he's brought in. Signed another goalkeeper. Before, before. What? No, he's just signed another goalkeeper. No, no, but yeah, but is he going? Is he going to be good enough to be number one now? Okay, because most people, like, I know Phil goes, on, but most people, you listen to this is a player that's going to come in and challenge me. We want the player that just fucks off me Andy, completely. Andy, Andy, can I just I, say I, another I, couple no, of just things? Not Andy, is Matip good enough? Is Matip good Andy, enough to be like our kind to, of company? Andy, Andy, I'm getting onto this now, right? Because we we we've talked to a club, so. The last thing to talk about tonight before we do the normal shit. Um, the players we have signed, Grujic, Matip and Karius. I think Karius signs tomorrow or whatever the, the, he was doing yeah. his medical or whatever it was today, right? So straight away we've addressed the centre-back, goalkeeper and another centre-midfield. Have we addressed them? This is we haven't I'm, addressed this the, the middle this, of the this park this the with Grujic. We haven't. This is we haven't addressed... Oh, I don't know whether we've addressed this uh, centre-back with Matip. I hear a lot of people that watch... Uh, and the Bundesliga say, "Oh, yeah, he's good, he's good." But then you you listen to other people, like maybe non Liverpool brainwashed fucking football fans, who are saying he's not that great actually, and he's coming into a league where he's really going to be tested, really going to be tested physically, and 
Well, I'll tell you now. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. now. I'll tell the weather's going to be shit. <laughs> his mate's going to wreck his head because <laughs> Liverpool is shit. I'll, I'll tell you now. My, my take. <laughs> he, is, he is an awful time ahead of him. <laughs> he doesn't know what's coming. He really he doesn't does know what's coming down the my track. My own take from watching Matip is that he'll be a good squad player. He's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to be leaps and bounds ahead of anything that we have, and right. he's not a leader of a so, sense. So, getting back to my point. Klopp has said himself that he wants to address the defence. He mm. can't have a good team without a good defence. Has he has he really, really I'm better than addressed it? Are, have we been linked to anyone that's fucking brilliant at the back? We should be linked to one of the best goalkeepers well, around. Well, is more better than fucking Mignolet. Right, okay, fair enough. And I think we've been linked you know, with Jonathan Tah and Nicolas Sule from the German League, both of whom are monsters in terms of centre-backs. Yeah, well, that's, well, that, there you go. I mean, there's... there's well, there's it. Huh? I'm not a huge fan of Tah. No, but that's the rule. I, I've never I, seen I, him I, play I, in my I, life. I, but that's, that's what people say. Like, you know? I think Jonathan there's no Tah. such thing... But these are players that are playing at the, at the top of their game. And Jeremy, yeah. You know, like, he needs to be capturing defenders who you know are going to come in and they're just not messers at the back. Like we've an awful lot of messers. Like Moreno's a messer. But he played the <laughs> Lovren is... is a messer. They're all messers. You want someone who's a serious bastard, doesn't laugh at a fart on a bus like company. <laughs> you know what I mean? Serious fucking defenders. And I not, I not, I'm not feeling it. You like want that. the psycho. And yeah, you, yeah, you want some. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? You, you say company, he, he's the exception. You look at City, they've gone out and spent 30 million on Mangala. I'm not was, saying was City, re- yeah, not No, 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 but I'm just using this example. Million, 30 million on Mangala, everybody said he's an amazing defender for Porto City, have got a great player there. Comes in, 30 million quid, bag of shit. Otamendi, only time he looked decent was alongside company. Other than that, all over the shop, okay? What I'm saying is. Fee doesn't necessarily equate to quality, as we as a club should know better than Gabriel anybody. And Arsenal, yeah, you know, yeah, um, massive money spent on these players. Yeah. So, while I'm not saying Matip is the answer, I'm saying that I personally don't really care who we sign this summer. Yeah, exactly. well, look, we won't know until we see him playing, exactly. and he could turn out to be the best defender in the league. But when you're t- like, when we've had defenders in the past, like Hippie, you know, like really, really serious fell in the part in, in on a football pitch. You know what I mean? I, I think for me, the reason I'm I'm like Steve, I don't care who we sign really for two reasons. One, it's there's no way to predict whether they're going to be good or not. Yeah, we're terrible at it. Yeah. everyone is terrible. Everyone's crap at transfers. We don't know who's going to be good and who's. But the second reason why I'm I don't care is that we're asking Klopp to do something he's done before, which is to take a team that isn't the most dominant team to sign to use a scouting network to make smart additions and make those players better and make them overperform. Yeah. That's what he does. He's not Mourinho. He's not Ancelotti that just manages super clubs and mm. deals with super agents and just deals with superstars. That's yeah. not crap. Like, Mourinho's a joke shop. You look gonna... at all his players are bought from fucking Jorge Mendes. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, they gave a list of the eight players Man United are going to sign you know, this you summer. Know, you know, he's never actually them. Every one of them is the guys, fucking Mendes. The guys is, is, is his um, agent as well. Mendes is his agent. Yeah, but then he's also an agent of Flowers and Madrid and stuff like that. Anyway, look, I believe. I believe. I think Klopp is going to do wonderful things with us. I think he'll get us into the Champions League and I think he'll give us a good run in the Champions League. I think he's going to probably win a title in his time. I don't know how long he's going to stick around seven years or something like that. I think he win a title there. But I'm just. These are just concerns. 
the Premier League is is a a bastard of a league for different types of teams you're playing and different ways they can score goals like you know what I mean and people will be listening and thinking oh it's a shit league and that but it's actually not it's fucking not but there's no guarantee there's, of success Andy. there's bastards in the league that'll just fucking so what should we be doing what should we be doing that would be who would you like more to, likely to succeed truthfully, truthfully and I'm not saying you're who would some like? sort of score yeah no I'm not anybody, a scout, and you I can have anybody apart from company who you mentioned there you can have no, any I other obviously I don't know I'm not going to start naming names look I'm not I'm not paid to know I know you're not but what I'm saying is you're talking about wanting a real serious defender not a messer who do you represent that other than company when a player is linked, I'll yeah. always have a little look. Yeah, I know YouTube isn't great, but I look and I'll have a look at games. Maybe them compilations of individual games where shows yeah. every touch, and you start sort of seeing them throughout the game, one out of every ten times to get the ball. Maybe doing something a little bit silly, you know, things yeah. that you didn't see Hippie doing, things that you don't see different players doing. All I'm saying, like, I'm not going to start telling you who because mm. I, I genuinely don't know. If the players even exist anymore, no, no, modern football. That, that modern football is full of defenders who are messers. Who, who are messers. <laughs> but, but if we go back to Lovren, right? If you saw one of those compilations of Lovren under Rogers and then another compilation of Lovren under Klopp, they would look like two different players, right? So yeah. sometimes it's the manager, the system, the yeah. game, the partner, the injury, the whatever. Absolutely. So yeah. We don't know, and yeah. that's the reality. But even even if we were linked to Thiago Silva, right? Yeah. From PSG, that's we we were going to sign him. There is a 50% chance he would be a fucking disaster. He's a messer. He's a messer. <laughs> there is no, apart from signing Suarez back, there yeah. is no nailed on. And he's a right messer. Exactly. Not, Suarez is not a messer. <laughs> Suarez is. is one serious bastard on a football pitch. No, he pitch. is. Yeah. He wants to win at all costs. Yeah. And I just think, like, of all these players, like, there's too many laughy faces and I missed the goal. Shut the fuck, get the fuck you should be punching yourself in the face if you miss a good chance. But I think Klopp is Not a bit like that, know. actually. I think he he wants people that have what he has, which yeah. is this just, does that, he goes mad. At that people. crazy will exactly. to win. Yeah, so I think he's going to sign okay. players that have that. And that's that's more, I, I agree with you, Dave. I think it's more about personality yeah. uh, than it is about price or exactly. profile. Because that Carrius is a bit mad. Is yeah. what I've heard, right? He's a bit mad, bit mental, like you know, yeah. well, crazy he, German goalkeeper. Yes and no. Like, when when it's crazy, you know, he comes off his line. Yeah, yeah. very you know confident, I mean? very kind yeah. of dominant. Like wants to go, wants on. to come out exactly. Yeah, right. so doesn't like to catch it, likes to push back, it. But he like, backs yeah. himself. Well, listen, like I think, yeah, yeah, he backs it'd be, himself. It'd be no harm. Yeah, because we we have got a defence there that. At the moment, has, yeah. has needs a, a keeper to come out and, yeah. and, and steal some confidence. I mean, when we had, when we had fucking Raina there, yeah, great sweeper. Like, yeah. A new goalkeeper is more important than signing Godson. Okay, that's the reality. Right, I, I, anyway, I agree that's... with you there. We've got all this to discuss when we eventually come back after a long summer holiday and Steve was turned into a mahogany. Jeez, that flew quite quickly then, like, you know? Um, right, so just to wrap it up for the season, we'll do some trippers chats. Martin Steinbeck, <sighs> hang on, Martin Steinbeck, every fucking week you ask us a question, would we rather do something or give Hodgson a blowjob, a hand job, a back job, a rim job, whatever the fuck it is. You need help. Stop asking the fucking question. Yeah, for that fuck's there, sake. Right? That, that's that's probably one of Paul Brennan's aliases anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, first one up then comes from uh, Nigel. Nigel asks, what's the one thing on your bucket list irrespective of cost? Steve, you must have something impressive. Yeah, I actually wrote a book at this on New Year's Eve last year. But I'm trying to think. Um, what is the one 
Regardless of cost. A bucket list is something you want to do rather before you than die. rather than something you want to have. Right? Things, so. Yeah, things you want to do before you die. Now it can be something you ha- you have because you can say I want to own a Ferrari. Oh, you right. know what I mean. It so can that can be, be on your bucket yeah. list. Absolutely. I don't want to own a Ferrari. <laughs> uh, you know, like Richard Branson's got his own island. Yeah, I mm. quite like that idea. Necker Island. Yeah, yeah, just having my own island that nobody else can come to. Holiday volcano. Plus, Super if the zombie major. apocalypse happens, you're all right then. Like, you know what I mean? Depends where it starts. Andy, I'd like to be in control of getting rid of people. <laughs> you want to be a serial killer? I want to get rid of stupid people. A serial killer. Really stupid people. I just want to get rid of them. Just get rid of them. So, like, you know, you've, we've got the law, so and if you commit a crime... chemtrails group. Yeah. If you commit a crime, <laughs> you go to prison. I want there to be sentencing for stupid stupidity, basically. Right. So even if someone does a really misdemeanor out there, like, you know, even though it's not it's not equatable to a murder or a rape or something like that, they've just some, done something really Take stupid. Like, throw a stone at the bus, you know, yeah. best time. Just to do away with them. Like, <laughs> say, you know, you're throwing a stone at that bus. You're in your last chance. Next time you're going in the sea. <laughs> so that's my bucket list, to be in control of people and get rid of people. And I think we could we could do great things to the world. With a reduction in stupid people. Yeah. <laughs> we really could. Like, um, stupid parents stop producing stupid children. <laughs> you know? Like, I actually, and this isn't, even about, this isn't even about, like, intelligence. And, you know, I don't, I don't want the world to be surrounding people that are good at maths and good at English. Just a bit of common sense. Cop on. Cop on. Clap on. So, and, like, it's, it's become, like, unacceptable to sort of say something in public to someone and they own something stupid you get attacked with a bottle or something like that <laughs> you know right, right walking by just going uh, what are you doing you what are you doing idiot? can I pull you aside you know what the fuck you know <laughs> you're on your last chance are oh, you going then, in the sea any lip out you now you're going in the sea to be in control of your back to you Steve I, mean, yeah. I, I agree with maybe not I, I agree that more people should say to people who are being stupid you're being fucking stupid like you know mm. if you ever go on the dart at night or the the uh, the red line Lewis or yeah. whatever you know and you see yeah. all these fucking idiots on there you'd love to just go what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? Like, I just like this city Dublin in particular like you, you just seem to be surrounded by assholes when you go away you don't seem to yeah. see it as much like you don't maybe we go to Place better places than Dublin <laughs> or something, but we just seeing there just seems to be too many people just fucking dragging. Too many people. Too many people. Too just many people dragging life What's down. What's yours, Phil? I'd probably like to climb Everest, but the one in five chance you die would put me put off, off doing it. Yeah, like you've you've got a good chance of dying. Twenty percent chance oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. dying is a good chance of dying. And I, think it, I think it goes up the older you are as well. Yeah, and and you've you you actually a much better chance no, of dying coming right. down Everest than you do going yeah. up it. Yeah. We could um, do a pod at the top of the Everest. Yeah. <laughs> we might make it back down. Uh, so sort of, we're going up here. That's like, oh, fucking five people that go up Everest far are going to get to the very top and be fine. Yeah. Oh, well, but most people no, don't no, go no. to the top of Everest. Maybe that's what you could most do. Most people only thing. go to base camp. Yeah, the vast majority of people only peaks. go Okay, to, so if you went up to the very, very top. Yeah, most yeah, people don't ever see the summit of so Everest. So you've probably got a one in ten chance of getting up there, have you? Up to the I top. Know, I don't the know. No, I'm top. talking about surviving it. So if you go to the very top and back down, you have a one in five chance of dying. The very top. Yeah. All right. Well, that, yeah. yeah. Loads of people go to base camp. Yeah. And yeah. barring avalanches and stuff like that, yeah. they're normally okay. Or which or, is a lot. Yeah. That wouldn't interest me at all. No. How long no, would that take you? No. 
But it'd be like you could get a helicopter up or something. Imagine if you could fucking say that you did it. It'd be just you could, yeah, but you get a helicopter. Yeah, but you'd say it, then everyone would go, "All right, yeah, I was a fair play, didn't I?" Yeah. Most people don't appreciate cold, I'd that. I'd actually you... love to drive a Formula One car around a proper Formula One track. Track, mm. yeah, like that would be proper exhilaration. I wanted to play at Anfield, and I did. And I think you'd have to get a bit. Did you score at Anfield? I did. Hope you're listening, yeah. Ricky Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> You fat cunt. I I just think the sheer speed of a Formula One car, like it's just, I do love driving fast on track days or stuff like that. So I think Formula One car, that sheer fucking acceleration would be electrifying. Those flying suits as well. I'd love to do that. Oh, yeah. I was watching Point Break Mm, there. Anybody that's watching the new Point Break, and uh, sorry, anybody who hasn't, don't. It's absolutely terrible. It's I the old one. It's, uh, the old one is good, but it's the new one is abysmal. But it's a lot about sort of um, poly adventurers, I think they're called. Mm. You know, and the boys jump off fucking mega mountains with fucking flying suits on. And yeah, if you've seen this. Touching the Void, have you seen that movie, Touching yeah. the Void? That's why I'd never go mountain climbing. Fuck yeah. that now, like you know. Yeah. Mm. Fuck, yeah. What's that? Okay, um, Belfast Copite asks, would you vote Great Britain and Northern Ireland out of Europe if you had a referendum? This always confused me. Like, I think the English make too much of it. Like, they have their own currency and they basically no, I wouldn't just, vote them out. They ignore the Europe all great. the time. Well, I can vote in it. And oh, I, yeah. yeah. You I vote would. them out? No. For laugh, like. No. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking isolationist nonsense from yeah. the English to think that well, there, there's, English, not, there's, not, there's not a legitimate argument for not being in Europe. They have the best of both worlds. There's not a legitimate currency. And the things they complain about, like the, you know, the Human Rights Convention and things like that, they are good things. They stop, you know, discrimination and things like that. Workers' rights is a good thing. Um, You still have control of your own interest rates. They're not in the Euro. Mm. (laughs) The reason they get all these fucking... um, that the City of London has all the financial institutions that they have there is because of favourable tax rates which they're able to offset against, you know, uh, funded from Europe. They actually earn more money out of Europe than they pay. It's ridiculous. Stupid yeah. argument. So no, But if I could, like, if Ireland could be, sus- like, we're self-sustainable, that we could actually live a decent life with our own currency, to completely detach from Europe, I think that would be a fucking much better thing. Do you? Yeah. I don't. I love the fact that you can just go from country to country to country. No hassle. Just drive across a border. No big fucking... There is hassle though. No, there's not. None has fucking changed. You still need your passport. You still need to do shit. Like, what's... But it's not What's so easier? You don't need a visa. You need visas to get into countries that aren't in Europe. You need to go into customs and immigration. Yeah, okay. So now I'm going over to Romania. Before we apart to into Bucharest and walk through a little hutch. I'm going to Romania next weekend. Walk through a little hutch and then I'll just drive around that country without fucking care in the world and the idea of borders <laughs> I, I, get on, I can get on a fucking coach to England and show them me Mickey and that'll be enough to get over the border <laughs> you know what I mean you don't even have to show your passport your driver's license no. anything you can have a fucking boot full of Cubans of, you know, in the fucking in there regardless of that like you can have, regardless of being the European Union you can have agreements with different countries to walk through their borders you know if that's, the, if that's the only reason if what's the only reason that just because you can go. To I like the one currency thing. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's I, great. Like, I like the fact that I know. Yeah. Just, how much does that cost? Well, it's the same because yeah. I know exactly how it's much it costs. It's not forty-two fucking mm. drachmas. Yeah, I mean, it, it also stops drachma. countries from waging trade wars. So it yeah. means that you can't. So, for example, if not that it would ever happen, Ireland went through a famine or something again. It means that other countries can't price you out of food because you're in the European yeah. Union in my the same point, country my point is it's impossible for it to ever happen it is because impossible. we can't yeah. we could not actually 
be out on our own no, anymore. you can't trade it'd be impossible own. yeah exactly but I like the I idea like, of our own country you have your own country we, we're not really you know we're we, we, Germany basically fucking funded us that, that's Germany own everyone that's what to do that's to do they don't tell our, you what to do that's the with our terrible financial crisis. Yeah, but that's, 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 that's a different They, they need to, to tell us what to do, in fairness. They have to, yeah. to get their money back. In fairness, Mike, we're better off being run by the Germans than we are by the lads here. They can't even put a government together. Like they're just mm. it's, uh, it's all just impossible. What I'm saying to you is, if it was possible, I'd like the idea of... The Germans are going to be a little island. True Republican. We'd be better for it. We'd be better for it. Right, so John Darcy asks, the longest walk home after night in the piss and no money for the taxi. When was it? Yeah. Temple Theatre, 1999. And I was out of my fucking gimbo. And (laughs) I got as far as Harcourt Street and I could, I walked the whole way to Harcourt Street, bananas. And then I couldn't get a taxi to stop. And three times they pulled up for chicks that were like within five feet of me. And I was standing there all over the shop trying to get a taxi, really needing help home. And then I walked the whole way to Super Quinn and Sundrive and eventually a taxi man pulled in for me when I didn't want one. I told him to <laughs> fuck off because I was nearly home. I got that far home that I just thought, no, fuck it. I'm going to I'm gonna see this through out the other side of it. And I fucking walked from the Temple Theatre to Crumlin. Andy, never happened. Never? Just used no to get problem on getting taxis. What? No problem getting taxis. Never been stuck with no money or anything like that? Oh, no, no, no. Just tell him to go to an ATM. I mean, I'm the same. Oh. Ne- never through not having money, but I, I you know, Liverpool is one blast of a place to get a taxi if you're not just going to a hotel around the corner. Taxi men are picky bastards in Liverpool. Well, a taxi from Anfield into town, say after a game or getting into town after the game, is a fucking disaster. Well, that's because there's not enough of them, but they're yeah. only too glad to bring into town to get the business. Yeah, yeah. But like Liverpool is so small compared to Dublin City. Like you know, everybody coming out of Dublin has gone miles out. Yeah. You know, they're going out to the suburbs of Crumlin or out Ford or out to Sagart or whatever. Like, where Liverpool, they won't take you 10 miles out of town. Like. Mm. Yeah, because there's no fair back for them. Yeah, no fair back. They're not interested. They just yeah. want to do little short runs around. Yeah, town I never do it because I don't have money, but I do. I have done it, you know, when you've had way too much to drink and you get this idea in your head you that a little walk could be a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have to be more, day, truthfully, I know it sounds stupid, you really do have to be more careful now then than 10 years ago oh, walking home. Jesus Christ, when I was you know I mean? like in my 20s, let's say, yeah, you'd walk teenage, home. you'd walk. I used to always walk home from towns. Yeah, it was see, just the normal thing to do. I People used think to Because you're, you're older. Yeah. I also genuinely think no, it's I don't think it's because you're older. I think you're more likely to get jumped on by a shower cunts now. No, no, I'm just talking about like it is actually. I remember like walking home loads of times when like back when I was younger and then I did it recently and I was like fucking hell I remember I remember about 10 years ago I went out one night and I was down around Portobello and yet again I ended up in Tramco in Rathmines right that's how long ago it is and yet again got absolutely lumpy and came out and the ATMs were on strike remember the ATMs the Brinks lot were on strike and all the ATMs weren't getting filled up so I went out I had no money for food no money for a taxi and I couldn't fucking walk and I went to the first ATM put in the card no, cannot work. Grant, give me the card back. Walked up to the next ATM. Bang, did it again. No, hit about five ATMs. No joy in any of them. I was like, this is bollocks. So just staggered my way home, absolutely banjoed, into bed, still in the clothes. Woke up the next morning and I had me Cyril the Squirrel first active card from when I was 12. <laughs> I've been using the wrong bank card. <laughs> <laughs> there was about 42 pence in the account. <laughs> he tried to take you it. You fucking arsehole. <laughs> I was looking at this first active card and going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and it dawned on me what I'd done. I was like, you prick. 
<laughs> right. You don't it. get as drunk like that anymore. No. You, like, you know. No. No, most times anyway. Not, well, unless, you're in, not unless you have you're a in blackout. So how often? <laughs> not blackout? Unless you're in Cologne in Vinny's place. Yeah. <laughs> how regular would you have a blackout now? Like no, I, don't know. I haven't had a blackout. No. no. I had one in Portugal time. last week. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. So just yeah. bananas. Just, just too much whiskey and stuff. Yeah. And like ridiculous. You know the way we only started drinking whiskey in the last while. You and I. Like, yeah. In yeah. No, but this was sick. I've this was fe- shit yeah. whiskey. This I've, was Jack Daniels and Coke. I found out there a few months ago. It was on Valentine's night, actually. I was after being out of christening that day, and I found out just how horrendous it is to get meldy drunk on whiskey <laughs> and then wake up the next day. It's like no other. It's like no other hangover I've ever experienced in my life. A proper, full on, from two o'clock in the day till two o'clock at night, whiskey all day long, just drinking whiskey all day, and then the next day waking up, and it's like yeah. somebody fucking killed you. Hit you yeah. with a bus. Well, I, I woke up in my clothes and looked over the side of the bed, and there was like a big, like I can only describe, like a fucking, like a lump of lava on the ground, like hard sick. Oh. <laughs> 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 it was like, you know, alert, like two inches thick. Alert. You a shovel at it. It wasn't even like oh. sick, but it just splashed across. This was like a, per- a perfectly oval, just. <laughs> 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 It sounds like it was coming out like maybe drip by drip oh, yeah, like, you know all night no, 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 no. I don't know like, wow. like vaguely remember just reaching it over the side and just oh. one, one go Bleh. like you know <laughs> and it just stuck there and then it went down like to for breakfast and all the lads are there alright so didn't remember that but apparently <laughs> I was in the jacks just standing there having a piss going <laughs> and then had random was just going da, 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 back and then hung around the jacks for ages getting pins to go to the <laughs> sorry right. that was... fuck that week good night God bless and see his fucking for the oil strippers Well, fuck you, Cliff Richard, anyway, breaking us off. And I forgot to name somebody, so I better go back and do the outro part again. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes the rude romance? Nearly fucked it up. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. Anyway, big shout out, big thanks to the guys in the Astro Park. Um, we can't make this show without them. Dell and the whole lot, thanks for letting us stay. Um, thanks for letting us do this. Thanks for housing us every single week and putting up wherever day we decide to land in on top of us. If you're in Dublin you want to do five-a-side football, get on down. It's www.astropark.ie. You'll enjoy it in the sun. Big shout out to the sponsors of the pod who have kept this pod going over the course of the season. Let me start with them. There is one huge thank you, and that's the Vinnie Leggett and the guys in the Corconian. They've now had us over twice at this stage and shown us great hospitality each time. And, you know, they've given us two of the best weekends of our lives. So, Big thanks, Vinny. You know, you're a great fan of the pod and we really appreciate your hospitality when we're in town and we'll see you again towards the back end of the year.
Right, my own personal shout out. I want to thank all the guys who are involved in this pod. Um, you know them all, but look, I just want to give them a name check if I can remember them all. So obviously tonight we had Andy Young with Stephen Daly and we had Dave Thomas. We've also got Paul Brennan, Neil Gray, Ray Brady, uh, Demo Flood. You may remember him. I think he was on two this year. Uh, Jamie Holm, who's joined us and has been a great ad- addition to the squad. Um, and then there is Carl Torley, who you only would have heard at the Christmas one. Um, and of course, he might be dead, but he's not forgotten Trev Downey. Um, still, we all homies. So look, well, let's hope we can get him back to the, for, for next season. And for all our special guests we've had on, I can't remember you all, but I only have pool tweeted a few times. I know that we've had um, Matty O'Farrell in, what a legend. Um, we've also had Dave O.C. Copy, what a legend. Um, uh, also Shane Davern, who came in and filled in for us one weekend. Um, I think we had Mark Kenny on during the course of the year. Um, uh, Darren Kelly was in as well uh, James O'Regan was in as well so all the guys who've come in and done one-offs with us big shout out big thanks as well for joining in it was a pleasure to have you all on um, your edition definitely added something different when we did our uh, did our podcasts uh, so yeah it's a big thanks lads and look I, I couldn't do this without any of you so um, that's a personal show for me every moment fronting and maxing chilling in the car they all day waxing so anyway, you might have heard about the death of the tripper as well. Look, we've decided that we'll give it another go. We'll do a Trev Downey and stay alive for a bit longer. Um, so what's going on? So basically, um, we're taking a break now for a couple of weeks. We'll be back as the Euro trippers, which is going to focus completely on Euro 2016. We know absolutely fuck all about most of the teams involved in the competition. Pusher, that's no news to you guys who listen in on a regular basis. And we're doing it over the five weeks. Then we're taking another break for about four weeks. And then we are coming back with the Trippers for another season at least. And I can guarantee you, if we win the league, the Trippers will be finished and gone, right? We are going to go out on the highest high ever, and that's winning the league under Jurgen Klopp. Um, we will, I'd say it's 99% certain at this stage, we will be back as our own independent little entity away from AI because um, we just want to go back to being small. We want to be able to do our own stuff. And we just want to be us. We always set out to just be the Trippers um, and although we've enjoyed being part of the AI and the and and the, and the lads of the AI and they're, and they're great, they're great guys, all the same. Um, we just want to have our own independence and freedom and see how things are going on our own. So um, that's literally what's going on with ourselves. And um, we we'll let you know where to find us. Um, and we put all the links and everything back up on Twitter and Facebook and the whole lot. And we'll need you to spread the word so that we have so nobody's left behind when when we switch back to to, to who we were. Um, and lastly, there's going to be two special pods out over the course of the summer when we're not around. These ones, I think we're charging 50 pence for it. They are the best of the mad stuff that's gone on over the last two years. So it's a culmination of everything. Songs, fucking you name it, Andy stories, whatever we can possibly find, we'll throw into the, like the time we rang the Istanbul Stadium, all that type of shit, right? So that'll all be in there. But look, the reason... We're, 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 we're putting a 50 pence price tag on each of the pods is purely because any money we make is going straight back into the pod to keep us going for another year and to replace equipment and to make stuff better and if we get enough out of it we're going to add some video uh, we're going to do a lot more video over the course of the next season so you can actually feel and see what's going on when we're doing this type of shit you've, you've gotten a taste on Periscope but um, you just haven't seen a full podcast recorded um, they tend to last about two hours and they tend to be liable to slanderous things worse than what actually goes out in there so if, if we do go live at this it mightn't be for long um, but anyway if you do and if you, if you like us and you want to support us that's the way we don't want donations just look pay the 50 pence whatever it is if you want if you don't you don't we'll, we'll, we'll get by we'll, we'll, we'll look after ourselves but look we, if you do and you want to help us out 
that's all it is. Don't feel don't feel obliged to do it. Don't feel anything like that. It's just we said we'll try this. If it works, great. If it doesn't, we'll come back to the drawing table again. So um, for the last time this year, um, it's myself, Phil Casey, saying good night. God bless. Thanks for listening. We couldn't do the show without you guys listening, and we do it because you guys enjoy it as much as we enjoy it. Um, and you know, keep the hats on because we're going to have a fucking great season next year. Good night and God bless. Here we are now with the season review. <laughs> Linfield, good year. Wasn't that there, Stephen? All we need to do is get in half time, have a cup of tea, and see how you go on in the second half. <laughs> Jimmy Jilton is having a fucking cracker. <laughs> David Stewart had a great one. What do you think, Stephen? What do you think, Stephen? Aggression, aggression, aggression. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service. And our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. 